Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You are Locked On Balls, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Balls, the daily Tennessee podcast. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here today. Tennessee is halfway through the week, getting ready for Auburn on Saturday. On today's show, I'll look at both sides getting ready, Tennessee and Auburn, for the game this upcoming weekend as both teams have something to prove. Both teams have some similar issues to work out. Auburn trying to do that with probably better personnel overall. Auburn's a big favorite going into the game, although that number is changing a little bit. I'll tell you about that, what the betters might be thinking about this game going into this upcoming weekend down on the Plains. You'll hear from Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt today, offensive lineman Drew Richmond. He believes Tennessee is a better team than it has shown through the first five games of the season. He'll tell you why and what Tennessee needs to work on heading into this weekend. A couple of notes from Tennessee's practice on Tuesday as well. It was the first time in five or six days since we had seen Tennessee on the practice field. I'll get to that coming up in just a moment. And take a look at recruiting for Tennessee. Last week was an off week in terms of no games for the Vols, but they spent part of the week practicing, and Tennessee's coaches spent a lot of the week working on recruiting and traveling this past weekend on the recruiting trail. So Jesse Simonton of AllQuest a little bit later on the show on that. And some interesting numbers David Ubbin discovered looking at Jarrett Garantano, how he's performed this year to last year. It's a loaded show, I'm telling you. So let's get right to it. On Locked On Vols, every day available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the third-party apps. We're everywhere. If you have time to rate and review the show, thanks to everybody who has done that. We hit uh, 300 reviews, I noticed, on iTunes recently. Let's keep that number going. Thanks to everybody who has been so helpful with all of that so far. So Tennessee on the practice field on Tuesday. The first position group I went and watched was the secondary. And that's because Micah Abernathy has been banged up and not really active in practice. At least he wasn't last week while we were watching. And that was the case again on Tuesday. Abernathy, one of Tennessee's starting safeties, could play safety, could play nickel. He was off to the side getting some work. Now, he, he was there with his teammates, and we don't see all of practice. So maybe later on, he got some work out there with his teammates. But while we were watching Tennessee run a couple of defensive packages, Abernathy was not a part of it on the field. Again, he was off to the side. So there was a a look for Sean Schamberger, a guy who has not really been involved in Tennessee's defense in the games against Power 5 opponents. But with Trayvon Flowers being out with the broken collarbone last week and with Abernathy being slowed, could this be a week where Schamberger, a guy who can play nickel just like Abernathy, can play safety, could play cornerback, a very versatile defender. He's a sophomore, I think very talented. Could he help Tennessee at safety this week? I think that's something to watch. Another player we've been watching, Todd Kelly Jr., he did get some work with what appeared to be a second unit out there, again, while the media was able to watch. Could Todd Kelly Jr. be somebody who gets an opportunity to help in the secondary? He's actually one of Tennessee's more experienced players, 
despite the fact he hasn't played much at all this season or last year because of knee injuries he's been coming back from. But could Todd Kelly Jr. get an opportunity to help Tennessee at safety? What a story that would be, a fifth-year senior, a guy who's played a big role in the past for Tennessee's defense, a local guy, a legacy, if he could come back in his fifth year as a senior and help Tennessee's defense. Jeremy Pruitt was asked about Todd Kelly Jr. on Monday when he met with the media. What is the status of Todd? Could he help Tennessee potentially in the secondary? Here's Jeremy Pruitt. You know, Todd is um, he's continuing to work to get back. Uh, I think he played a little bit on special teams last week. Uh, he did get a chance to participate in the off week. So he's taking baby steps, um, which is a credit to him because he he had a severe injury and, and having to work hard to, to come back from it. It had been easy for him to just say, you know what, I'm just going to move on. I'm going to be done with football. But he's not. He's came back and he's worked extremely hard. So um, he's getting a little bit better each week. You'd love to see Todd Kelly Jr. get an opportunity. Nothing really definitive there as it relates to the secondary, but – Praise from Jeremy Pruitt on the work that Todd Kelly Jr. has put in to get back on the field. Tennessee also on the practice field continues to work different guys at different positions on the offensive line. There are a few spots where you know who's starting at which spot. You know Trey Smith is going to be at left tackle, Drew Richmond at right tackle, Ryan Johnson at center. But some things have moved around at guard. Riley Locklear is out. It looks like Jameer Johnson at left guard. Is Jerome Carvin going to start at right guard? Chance Hall has moved around. He could help at guard. He could help at the tackle positions as well. Uh, So that's something to keep an eye on. What does the offensive line look like today? Some guys moved around on Tuesday. I'll take another look later today on the practice field to see which players are working where and who's lined up next to each other as we'll be back out there again during the individual position groups. And on Tuesday, offensive lineman Drew Richmond, a fourth-year junior, a guy who's played a lot for Tennessee and has had to continue to, to fight to get better, and he's moved around from left tackle to right tackle, but is a guy that Tennessee is counting on for sure. And he's an example of guys that have needed to be more consistent, that's for sure, and, and Drew's not hiding from that. He talked about that in regards to Tennessee's entire team. He, he sees a team, his team, that can be better. They just need to put more together. Here's Drew Richmond. We're there, you know what I mean? But it's just like we just got to get over there and hump and just have, like, ultimate confidence, I feel like, to do it every time and just kind of not worry, you know what I mean? It's an incredible opportunity for each one of us. It's an incredible opportunity for this team to go down there and, you know, try to prove something. Not try to, but we can prove something no matter what. So I just feel like, you know, it's a good opportunity. They're a very good team, but I feel like we're a good team too. Tennessee offensive lineman Drew Richmond. He believes Tennessee's a good team. And Tennessee to this point has not been a good team. I don't think that's too harsh a criticism for a team that's 0-3 against Power 5 teams and has lost all those games by 26 points. But it is capable of being better. And Tennessee at times did look better against Georgia than it did the week before when Tennessee lost by 26 points at home to Florida, turning the ball over. Tennessee took care of the football. That was an important step. Tennessee just, it can't go to Auburn and turn the ball over and expect to win the game, unless it's forcing a ton of turnovers from the Auburn Tigers. So uh, Drew Richmond, he's talking about we need to be more consistent, need to put it together. He believes in Tennessee's football team, and that mindset that Tennessee has carried over the last couple of weeks, that's a reason Jeremy Pruitt was emotional after the Georgia game and why he talked about believing in Tennessee's football team. The players have to believe in themselves, that's for sure. And an older player, Drew Richmond, a fourth-year player on the offensive line, he has to be one of the guys 
that helps continue to push his teammates, especially younger guys. If they get frustrated when things aren't going well, they can't let that affect the way that they play. That's something Tennessee has to think about. Also, when Drew talked about the opportunity, this really is a big opportunity for him. Think about Drew. He's he's a fourth-year junior. He came in so highly touted. I'm sure Drew Richmond wants to make money playing football. I'm sure he wants to play in the NFL. And can he do that? I'd say there's still a lot to prove. But if he plays well against Auburn, a team with a, a ton of defensive linemen that NFL teams are watching, yeah, that's a big opportunity for him. So he's right. This is an opportunity for him. This is an opportunity for Tennessee's players on the road against Auburn. Coming up, what is an issue that Auburn's offense is having to overcome? And some interesting numbers on Tennessee quarterback Jarrett Garantano that David Ubbin discovered. I'll tell you about those coming up in just a moment right here on Locked On Vols, the daily Tennessee podcast. And we all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. And to make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Here's what you do. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. So download the app and enter promo code Locked On. that's one word, for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. David Ubbin, who covers Tennessee every day for The Athletic, was on the show on Tuesday. He talked about Tennessee in the Auburn game, and he mentioned that he was working on a story on Jared Garantano, comparing Garantano's performance so far this season to last year when he was a redshirt freshman. I recommend you go check out that piece at The Athletic. Subscribe and, and follow David's work there. But he shared a few of those numbers on Twitter, so I thought I'd pass those along to you as well. Jerry Garantano is throwing 85.2% of his passes from the pocket on target as catchable balls. That's compared to just 73.2% a year ago. So from 73% to 85% from last year to this year. That puts Garantano fourth nationally among FBS quarterbacks who have at least 50 attempts, behind only Oklahoma's Kyler Murray, West Virginia's Will Greer, and Utah's Tyler Huntley. Now, does that mean that Jerry Garantano is the fourth best quarterback in the country or that he is close to what Will Greer is right now or Kyler Murray at Oklahoma? No, it, it does not mean that at all. That's pretty good company, right? When, when your numbers compare to theirs, that says to me, hey, maybe give some more opportunities to Jarrett Garantano. Here's another interesting note from David with the research that he, he looked into comparing Garantano this year to last year. This year, Garantano has only thrown five passes 
from outside the pocket in five games this season. So that's one per game. Last year, Garantano threw 27 passes from outside the pocket in a little more than six games. So he was throwing four and a half passes per game, essentially, outside the pocket last season. This year, one per game. Will Tennessee do a little bit more to get Garantano on the move, throwing outside the pocket, maybe opening up some opportunities to hit some plays down the field to give his receivers time to get down the field? That's something I'm curious to see, but there has been the question from Tennessee fans. Hey, why not roll him out? Why not move Garantano more? They haven't done it much. Will they moving forward? But that number, 85.2% of his passes from the pocket have been on target as catchable balls. That tells you Garantano has really improved as a passer from last season to this season. So what does Tennessee do with the offense? I think one reason that Tennessee has not taken more shots down the field, not given Jarrett Garantano more opportunities to make plays down the field with his arm is the offensive line. At Monday's press conference, Jimmy Himes asked Jeremy Pruitt if there are some things they can do to help out the offensive line. If it's struggling and Tennessee's coaches maybe lack confidence in it, can Tennessee help the offensive line? Here's what Jeremy Pruitt said. Well, I think you, you know, if you look at, at what we're trying to do, we've got a lot of new guys that are playing. Some of them are playing new positions or playing um, together you know five weeks now they've been together so um you know you can you can leave tight ends in to protect uh you know you can you can try to check in the run game to make sure that you're running into to the right looks i mean to me the big thing is you gotta get the guys to play hard you gotta get them to know what to do uh, you gotta get them to uh, play with the right technique the right body angles and learn to finish um, and you just to me you got to do what they know uh, don't ask them to do things they can't do. As Tennessee's offensive line continues to try to grow and learn, and they have had more time to work together since Brandon Kennedy went down with the injury. Tennessee's starting center in the opener, he went down after the West Virginia game. Guys have had a chance to work together in a lot of different ways. While players have moved around, there should be more cohesion now than there was week two entering the ETSU game in UTEP in Florida. The offensive line has had five weeks of practice since that opener to try to get ready for Auburn. Now, while Tennessee's trying to figure out what to do with its offensive line, similar situation for Auburn. Auburn's offensive line was just whipped by Mississippi State this past weekend. Now, Mississippi State has one of the best defensive lines you're going to find anywhere in the country. Montez Sweat is a beast, and his teammates are up front as well. But even going into that game, Auburn had some concerns on the offensive line, having to replace so many key players up front from last year, having to replace offensive line coach Herb Hand. So that seems to be the biggest issue. That's what Brandon Marcello talked about when he was on Paul Feinbaum's show on Monday. Brandon Marcello covering Auburn for 24-7 sports, talking about the offensive issues that Gus Malzahn is trying to fix. It all starts with that offensive line. Um, they lost several really good players last year, including Braden Smith, who was an All-American. They're just not very good uh, run blocking or pass blocking or really doing anything up front right now. Um, Then they had to deal with some banged-up players. But I think the biggest issue beyond that is that I think that the offensive line has kind of gotten into quarterback Jared Stidham's head. I don't think he really trusts those guys to block for him. So, like you saw against Mississippi State, he overthrew two passes, including one to a wide-open receiver where he overthrew the guy by 10 to 15 yards. And I think that was just – he's 
pushing himself too much. I think he's pressing a little bit too much. Coaches keep talking about how he hits all these passes in practice, but once he's on the field, he's not hitting them. He's he's the worst quarterback percentage-wise among starters throwing the ball beyond the first down marker. Last season, he was leading the SEC in completion percentage. So the only difference between those two seasons is is the offensive line, and it all starts there, it all ends there, and it's really kind of filtered down throughout the rest of the offense and even the team as to how they're responding on the field and performing. Calling on Daryl Taylor, Jonathan Kongbo, Kyle Phillips, Alexis Johnson, can you get to the quarterback? Tennessee's going to try to do what Mississippi State did last weekend. It will, will not be that easy just because Mississippi State did it. Again, they've got some players up front. Tennessee, though, is going to try to get after Jared Stidham, cause him problems, cause him to be inaccurate. You don't have to sack the quarterback every time. You don't have to force a turnover every time. But if it becomes more difficult for him to deliver the ball accurately, that can open up some opportunities for you on the defensive side. So Tennessee trying to figure out what to do with its offensive line. Same story for Auburn heading into this weekend. And this past weekend, Auburn opened as an 18.5-point favorite. That number has moved. Since Sunday, when that number came out, Auburn favored by 18, 18 and a half points. The consensus line now is at 15 points. As I look at the actionnetwork.com, actionnetwork.com tells you what the, the live odds are as well as what the public money is doing. And 71% of the money has been bet on Tennessee heading into this game. Now, that's not to win straight up. That's with the point spread. But that does say there are a lot of people out there that think it's going to be a closer game than the numbers showed on Sunday. And if that's the case, if it is a closer game, if things go your way, if things go against Auburn, well, you could have a chance in the second half in the third and fourth quarters to pull off an upset. So just an interesting note. We're halfway through the week. We'll see how it plays out over the next few days. But the line moving from Auburn being favored by 18 points to 15 points here over the last few days. Coming up in just a moment on Locked On Vols, the daily Tennessee podcast. Last week was very important for Tennessee on the recruiting trail. As you're aware, recruiting is very important for Tennessee as the new coaching staff at Tennessee tries to build for the future. Jesse Simonton of AllQuest on what Tennessee was able to get done last week. And I want to tell you what Sling TV can get done for you. At Sling TV, they offer you the best way to watch college football. For only $30 a month, you can get ESPN. Pac-12, the SEC, and more. And a great thing about Sling TV, you're not paying for channels you don't want. You just want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. They can help you with that. If you're sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch and they're filling up your lineup and you wonder why you have to pay for them, you don't have to do that with Sling TV. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better, no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. How about this offer? You can sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial to try it out for yourself. Locked On listeners can get the seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on for a free seven-day trial from Sling TV. If you need a fantasy football jolt, how about a couple of shows from the Locked On Podcast Network? Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 gets you all the injury news you need, and Locked On Fantasy Football with Vinny Iyer has a different expert every day from around the fantasy world. Follow Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 and Locked On Fantasy Football on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play Locked On Fantasy Football. 
Last week was an important week for Tennessee to rest up, to spend a little extra time getting ready for Auburn. You have two weeks to get ready for one opponent instead of one week where you have to rush through things. But it was also an important week for recruiting. Tennessee's coaching staff was out on the road early last week and then again this past weekend while the players got a bit of a break. So it's probably the the busiest week during the football season for Tennessee's coaches in recruiting. So I chatted with Jesse Simonton of VolQuest.com about everything Tennessee was able to get done and the importance of last week for Tennessee as it relates to recruiting. Yeah, I mean, Joshua, we kind of teased it uh, a week or two ago before the bye week when it was coming up. This was arguably Tennessee's biggest recruiting week, um, you know, really until the rest of the 2018 schedule kind of wraps up. That You know, they had coaches. Uh, the entire staff was on the road throughout the week, even head coach Jeremy Pruitt. Um, which is can be a bit unusual at times, was on the road for about three days uh, this week, and he kind of made his presence felt, whether he was seeing top targets like Darnell Wright, five-star offensive lineman, or going to see Kavaris Crouch, five-star running back, outside linebacker. He also uh, went and watched multiple games um, in Georgia on Thursday and Friday night, getting to see Grayson and Wanya Morris, Kenyatta Watson, uh, Owen Popoe, and then kind of seeing some of Tennessee's commitments, whether it's guys like Jalen McCullough, Ramel Keaton, um, Harrison Bailey, a target, uh, you know, a lot of those guys on that Marietta squad that are really good. So this staff got out on the road. They saw a lot of blue chippers. They're continuing to kind of sell this message that, you know, hey, this is not where we want Tennessee to be. That's obvious. Um, but you guys, you guys can be part of the change. But fortunately, you're not here right now to kind of suffer through this losing. So we'll see how that message translates. But that certainly uh, is what was kind of out there for Tennessee staff this week. There's obviously a wait and see to to see what happens, literally, with Tennessee on the field. But how do you think that message has been received, especially by those elite players, the Corvaris Crouch, Owen Papos, committed to Auburn, uh, but but that class of player? Yeah, I, I think some. I mean, you know this, Josh. You've been around here. That message is it, whether it's tweaked. However, you know, Butch Jones was selling a similar message five years ago, four years ago. So really, it, it all comes down to relationships. The, the language or the verbiage may be a little bit different, but the sales pitch is largely the same. So it's just how do these kids kind of relate uh, to the various coaches? You know, Darnell Wright, um, he, he, has a, he has, I mean, frankly, he has a special relationship uh, with Brian Niedermeyer, Tennessee's tight end coach. He's the area recruiter for that part. Will Friend, the O-line coach, and Pruitt are both heavily involved in that recruitment too. But that gives Tennessee a chance, you know, with one of the top players in the country, Jamie Robinson four-star safety uh, nickel guy out of South Georgia. Um, he was someone, he has legitimate offers from Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina. A lot of people thought he was a game lean for a while, and he may still end up at South Carolina, but Tennessee has really entered the fray there because uh, Robinson has a close relationship with Kevin Scherer, who was recruiting him at Georgia. And then more, more importantly, frankly, um, his former head coach at Chris County, Shelton Felton, who was uh, an outside linebackers coach at UT Chattanooga, is now an off-the-field role at Tennessee as, as a quality control guy. You know, that th- th- those are the ties that kind of get you in with some of these blue-chip players. So for Tennessee, they're certainly not going to land all of them. They need more speed. They need more, you know, playmaking bodies. I think that's obvious for everyone that's kind of watched them play five games this season. Um, so if they can land some of those guys, they'll at least kind of expedite this this kind of turnaround and rebuild. Talking to Jesse Simonton, VolQuest.com, Tennessee's coaching staff knows and has hinted at least, maybe even talked about, this is a long-term rebuild, but they probably want as many instant impact playmakers, and that's playmaker with the ball in your hands, at receiver like a Ramel Keaton, they hope, or playmakers, guys that can be disruptive in the front seven. I mean, that, 
Tennessee's made it pretty clear. I thought Chris Rump's comments a few weeks ago did that the guys in the 2019 class are going to have a chance at least to come in and help immediately at all different spots. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at how this, you know, I mean, Tennessee's playing and a slew of freshmen already from the 2018 or even just newcomers, you know, guys that they expected to come in uh, in the 2018 class, whether it's Dominique Wood Anderson, who's now the starting, you know, tight end is playing almost every snap there. They have the Juco defensive lineman. I think Tennessee this year, whether it's uh, Darrell Middleton um, or, or even Savion Williams, I think those are two junior college defensive linemen that are, that are expected to come in and replace three seniors who will no longer be here uh, a year from now. With Bryce Thompson, Elante Taylor, I mean, Tennessee's hoping for kind of similar results uh, from, from some of the cornerbacks, whether it's a McCullough, Warren Burrell. I, I think, frankly, Josh, this team just needs speed. And so that's kind of why, you know, Tennessee hadn't really been afraid despite, you know, being two and three on the season and, and you know, haven't won an SEC game in, 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 in near, uh, more than a calendar year, almost 18 months now. They haven't been afraid to get, kind of get in these battles with other SEC schools uh, to try to flip some kids. And I think that's going to be kind of something to watch um, as the rest of this fall unfolds. You're seeing some decommitments from, from various schools. This is when this is when schools have kind of been able to watch four or five games uh, of films. The kind of the evaluation process changes a little bit. Um, you know, Tennessee Trey Knox, four-star, top 100 player according to rivals. Um, you know, did not commit to the Vols last week and ended up going to Arkansas. That wasn't a surprise. Knox is a great kid. I, I've, I've spoken and talked with him many, many times. Um, I love his personality. I think he's going to be a good player. Tennessee kind of has some of those type of bodies on the roster already. They need speed at the wide receiver position. That's why you see them, you know, going after a Shoffrey Brown four-star uh, out of Charlotte. That's why you see them Baylor commit um, Jalen Ellis, a Texas kid um, who's he's taking an official visit to Michigan. UCLA's in there too. Tennessee's trying to get them on campus. I think that you know they have a shot there. Tennessee's not going to be afraid to try to flip some kids, whether it's Eric Gray, the running back. I mean, that's going to be kind of something to watch. I think over the next you know, month or two as we kind of wrap up the 2018 season and kind of head into, into a pivotal kind of November, December slate. Jesse Simonton of VolQuest.com. So there's a, a lot that can still happen with Tennessee. The Vols have 20 commitments in the 2019 class, but I'd be surprised if all 20 of those players end up signing with Tennessee just because there there's going to be movement. It's always fluid. Georgia lost three commitments here in the last week and a half or so. One of those was a real loss. Two of those were Georgia maybe kind of moving on from those prospects so that they could recruit somebody else. That's kind of how things work. That could end up happening with Tennessee with a player or two deciding to go somewhere else on his own or Tennessee deciding to go in a different direction. So there's a lot to cover and a lot of big names to follow with Tennessee on the 2019 and beyond recruiting trail. Coming up on tomorrow's show, you'll hear more from Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt as he will meet with the media after today's practice. So we'll get a better idea of where things stand for the Vols heading into Auburn on Saturday and continue to take a look and check in on what's going on with the Tigers down on the Plains as they try to bounce back this week against Tennessee. The Locked on Vols podcast is available every single day on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We're everywhere on the third-party apps as well. I'm on Twitter at Josh underscore Ward. Thanks so much for hanging out on today's show. Help spread the word. Tell friends, family, anybody you know that might be interested in the daily Tennessee podcast, Locked on Vols. I'll see you tomorrow.